Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to the Overlap in Focus, and we're going to look at the title race involving Manchester City and Arsenal. We've got fans from both teams. We've got Gary Neville. We've got Shea Given and we've got James McNicholas from The Athletic. So, United not in it now. No, no, United are not in it. I think we should start with the team at the top. So, Robbie, Arsenal, we saw you a few weeks ago. You feeling more confident right now? Yeah, I mean, we had a couple of sticky moments <laughs> I mean, in that time. But um, I think the response from Arsenal has been exceptional, you know. Um, those were two really tricky away games, you know, to go to Aston Villa... To go to Leicester, you know, Leicester's previous um, home game, they'd beaten Tottenham by four goals to one, you know. So the way we went there and we controlled that game and the comeback against Aston Villa, I just felt that game felt like a moment, you know, because when we were one nil down, I knew that all everyone was thinking, yeah, they're bottling it. Then we got it back to one one. When it was 2-1 down, I could feel Gary Neville. <laughs> I was going to tweet. I was going to tweet. <laughs> he was getting his tweets ready. You know, then we pulled it back. Even me at that time, actually, I was like, you know what? I think we can get this back to 2-2 because we're looking good, but we need to win this. But to the manner of the way we won it, you know, with Jorginho hitting that shot and um, winning it 4-2. It was an offside. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the feeling after that game, I just felt... It could be a moment. It could be like one of those moments where you look back at the end of the season and say, remember that Villa game? Mm. So I think that was such an important win. And the feel-good factor is back and the belief is back. And I can see it in the players. And I, I, I listen, the belief is still there. It's still difficult. I do feel United are in it as well as, well as City. Um, and City responded well uh, last week. But I just... It's got a good feeling. Pippa, when, when teams win the title, there normally are five or six games a season that you look back on and you mm. just think that was a defining moment. Robbie's just mentioned that. Is, is that the feeling around the club now, that the way you win at Aston Villa actually gives you, yes, it's three points, but yeah. the belief it's going to give you that something special is happening, especially with that last-minute goal? Yeah, definitely. That's why, that's why I think I've always believed. I mean, you're probably not going to believe me now, but when we was here a couple of weeks ago... <laughs> Um, I just knew, even if City caught up to us, which they did, we've had such an incredible season. And you've got to look back on games like Robbie said. Even for me, the Leeds away game, where we got that, that jammy 1-0 win. I mean, it was a really tough game, but those are games you're going to look back on and say, it's the character that this team has shown. Because in previous seasons, you, you know, you'd say Arsenal bottled that game. They had it in their, in their control and they let the other team win and um, for silly mistakes. But we've cancelled out some of those mistakes. Although we're making some still, we've cancelled them out and we've shown character to see the whole 90 minutes through. Um, and you look back on certain games and you just think, this is a team that's going to do something special this season. James, I want to ask you about the away form for Arsenal. Because mm -hmm. when you talk about teams bottling things or when we've described Arsenal in the past, you always talk about them being a little bit flaky, a little bit soft. And that normally comes out when you actually look at the performances and the results and the points away from home. I mean, just looking here, now 31 points away from home, Manchester City have got 24, so that's where the difference is between both teams. Mm. I mean, 
Are you capable of keeping that going between now and the end of the season? And will that determine the league title? I think it's a massive factor. And they've got eight clean sheets away from home in the Premier League this season, which is as many as they got in the entirety of the Invincible campaign in 03-04. It's an excellent record. And, you know, they played Leicester at the weekend, beat them 1-0. That scoreline's misleading because Arsenal completely dominated that game. Leicester had one shot in the match, which was sort of a long-range effort that went just wide. And I think Arsenal on the road this season, where they've really improved is being able to show control. And they've controlled territory and they've, they've got players at the back with real pace and athleticism that allow them to do that, to play a higher line, to control the pitch much more. Obviously, in possession, they're very good too. They do have some big away trips to come in the title race. Mm. You know, you can't help but look at Anfield, St. James's Park. I think it's really interesting because I, th I think I'm right to say Newcastle and Liverpool both have to play City and Arsenal mm. before the end of this season. And at this current point in time, I'm not quite sure what Liverpool or what Newcastle we might get in those games. But those two sides could have quite a big input in the title race you know, in, in the next few months. You just mentioned yourself the, the invincible season. Mm. But that, that team is, is possibly the, the greatest team Arsenal have had in, in terms of you know, what they did was something special. But they've only got one more point right now at this stage of the season than this Arsenal team has got. And there's still questions about this Arsenal team because they haven't won before. I mean, how do you feel about that as, as an Arsenal fan, the way this team is, is always questioned in that? Is it going to see it out? Has it got the bottle? When the actual numbers say it's a special team. I think that's the fascinating question, really, because when you look at City and Arsenal, the obvious thing that gives City the advantage is they've been there and they've done it. They've got that experience. But what I think is a little bit different about this Arsenal team is it's not a team of players who are majority 28, 29, 30. You've spent their careers being runners-up. You've got kids like Saka, Martinelli, Martin Odegaard, who don't really know any different. It's the first time, really, for them in this situation. And that's scary, but it also means they don't have some of the same fears and insecurities of, we know how this goes. And, you know, Gary, when you came into the team... United, you were part of a young generation. You hadn't been there before, you hadn't done it before, but were able to go on and do it. Obviously, you had exceptional experienced players with you that helped you achieve that. But I, I do think that's what's going to be really fascinating with this Arsenal team. You know, I think, yes, they're young. Yes, they've not done it before, but I think there's a fearlessness that's part of that mm. and a hunger that's part of that that could be what fuels them. That, 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 that's been my stance from day one. The question you've just asked about not being there before, they've, they've obviously, to be fair, struggled in last latter parts of seasons. Last season, obviously, was the most recent. And that's why I do take the stance that I take, that Manchester City will win this league. Because when it gets to that last 10 games and you do start to panic a little bit and that anxiety kicks in, the pressure builds and you're playing in the Europa League potentially as well and you're travelling away from home on a Thursday and you're coming back playing a league game on a Saturday and everyone's looking at you. You know, I, I do think at that point Arsenal will wilt because they haven't proven yet to anybody that they can go that, that they, can go, it, that they, can, they can go the distance. Is that the same City? for any team though? So oh, when Liverpool first won it, someone eventually is going to win the league that isn't Manchester City or Liverpool, and that will be the whether it's Manchester no. United. Those players. I didn't, think Leicester, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't think Leicester at all would stay the pace all those years ago, five, six, seven years ago. I thought they'd just blow up in. But the last Man City fight. aren't going to win the league every year, so someone has I, to win it for the first time. I get it, and look, if Arsenal do it, it will be an unbelievable achievement. Unbelievable. Achievement. But the reason I take my stance that I've taken is just because of being around the book before the game on. 
on Sunday, United and Newcastle, Manchester United and Newcastle, we thought Manchester United would win it because of more quality, better bench, and they'd been around the block. And it proved in the game they'd been around the block. They knew how to win, even though they weren't at the best in a football sense. I just think when it gets that last 10 games, it really kicks in. De Bruyne, Haaland, Diaz, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Kyle Walker, those lads who've been there before, they'll just kick in. And they might, that's where I think the real but, big problem will come. But just something, there are teams who get over the line for the first time, and this could be the year for <coughs> Arsenal, but I, I just, that's why I take the stance I take. I'd say as well, though, Arsenal made some very good additions in January that we've seen over the past couple of weeks. No Thomas Partey. Now, we would have been in a yeah, big yeah. panic. Um, and I think Jorginho, who has, you know, vast experience, you know what I mean, and has, you know, won multiple things has showed his experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I looked at that, um, you know, even though it went down as an own goal, but I look at that moment in that Aston Villa game. It's the last yeah. 90th minute. He calls for the ball and he hits it first yeah. time. I don't think... It, I think if that had been Sambi Lokonga, a more ex inexperienced yeah. player who was there before he went on loan, I think he's going to pass that yeah. off. He's not going to take on that responsibility. I'll, con I'll confess, Robert, when I watched City beat you on that Wednesday night, honestly, I thought you were done. No, I thought you were done. Honestly, I thought they got level with you. I thought that that point, 15, 16 games to go, I think it was 16 games to go at that point, a mountain of games. I just thought the level with you with 16 games to go, they're just going to just now just drive on and drive on. You're doing what you did against Aston Villa, City obviously dropping points against yeah. um, Forest. Mm. I, think it, I think even to be now where you are has surprised me a little bit. I have to and, say. and was that actually the, the victory over Aston Villa? A little us putting pressure on City, yeah. where yeah, City yeah. sort good. of felt that pressure because they, it's almost like they were trying too hard to get that goal, to, you know, to, to win that game, and then the pressure told on even after Even after the Villa game, I, because obviously City hadn't played at that point, I wasn't sort of at that point thinking Arsenal were back, because I'd looked at the fact that you were conceding goals. I think you can see like something like eight in the last six games or something like that. If you start conceding goals on a title running, you've got a big problem. Trust mm -hmm. me, you've just got a big problem. So your clean sheet against Leicester, for for me, really give me give me more feeling that you, you really could go a lot further than I thought you would than the Villa game. The Villa games, they happen, but you do need clean sheets back. Yeah. You'd, you'd start to concede goals in games. You know, you conceded against United goals, you conceded against City goals, you conceded against Villa goals. I think there are other games, you'll, you'll remember your games more than I do, but you conceded in quite a few games. I thought, you need to stop conceding goals. But the Villa, the, the Leicester 1-0, 1-0s do very much come into a title run. That, that really impresses. So, look, I confess, I thought you were done after the City game. I thought you would be, you'd really struggle to, to come back from that. I thought the two games away thereafter, you, you could end up dropping points. Pippa, I want to ask you about the manager because we keep talking about experience and we keep yeah. talking about the players comparing Manchester City players and Arsenal players. We've got Pep Guardiola, serial winner, Arteta in his first job. How, how do you feel about the guy on the touchline in terms of the experience? I mean, of course, you're gonna when you're balancing the two out, Pep is the one that's going to overtake Arteta. But Arteta's had the experience underneath Pep Guardiola. He knows him inside and out. He knows their tactics. Um, and he's learned a lot on his job, not just through working under Pep, but from his time at Barcelona, from his as a player in his career, um, with a talent, a pool of talent that he's been with in all these clubs. He's been Everton and now at Arsenal. He's played with top players. He's been worked under Arsene Wenger. He, he's in this job for a reason, but of course, he's the novice. But what he's done in this short period of time, to me, has been astounding. Of course, the, the two 
finishes in eighth were a big letdown, but to to take this young team and jump from eighth to fifth to be top of the league for the majority of the season, that in itself, although, although you have to win something and add something to your honours, but this has been an incredible season for him and he knows that. He's turned some of these players around. Jack, Granite Jack is a whole new player. Some of these players he's brought into this squad. He's completely transformed this squad. James, are you, are you in the press conferences with Michael Arthur yeah. every week? What, do you see anything in the last few weeks that, that you feel he's changed or that sort of he's getting you know, a little bit more serious or a little bit more... I think I there know. was a bit of a... In, in the sort of stickier patch that we've talked about in terms of fixtures, I think there was a, a, a frostiness to him a little bit in those moments. In I mean, what way? Just... Well, he's not the warmest guy in press conferences at the best of times. I don't think it's something he particularly enjoys. And I think the game for him is a lot about how can I not really give any information away? Like mm. He's very guarded. And I think it's quite deliberate. And I think, I, I think it'd be wrong to say that I saw the pressure tell. I think that his attitude to his players changed. The tack that he took about his players, like when they, I believe it was when they lost maybe at Everton, he came out and said, I love, I love my players more yeah. than ever. And to be honest, I know that it's a bit tired, the comparisons with Arteta and Guardiola. It felt like a Guardiola yeah. line to me. It was right out of the Guardiola playbook. Mm. I think the psychology of it is fascinating because you're absolutely right. It's very difficult to win a Premier League title for the first time. But history also tells us it's very, very difficult to win three Premier League titles on the bounce. I think United, 2006, 2009, might be the last time that anybody did that. We did it twice, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wasn't, 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 wasn't that difficult? <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. Arsenal were in a rebuild at the time, you know. But I, I think, you know, for City, that's an interesting question too. You know, how do they handle that? Can they maintain those standards over such a prolonged, protracted period? And I think if there is a sort of psychological component with Arsenal that concerns me, it's that I do think Arsenal are quite an emotional team. I feel that about the players on the pitch and you look at the connection they have with the fans, it's part of what makes Arsenal really yeah. captivating at the moment. Yeah. Like, there's something really special happening there. But there is a lot of emotion bound into it and I feel that the greatest danger to Arsenal's title race in some respects is maybe a degree of emotional fatigue. I just want to it's interesting you say that. So that, that uh, we have this little group on Sky and obviously they, they know that I've nailed my colours to the mass that City are going to win the league and sure. getting a lot of stick from Arsenal fans. But after the Villa game, um, I got on, my, on the group, unbelievable win for Arsenal, unbelievable win for Arsenal. I replied, it's all too, well, it's all too desperate, too, too much emotion too early. And, mm -hmm. and it's interesting you say that. I know it's, it's interesting because honestly, what you, it's, I think I'll be right at the end of the season, but I, I might not be. You can't lose there, can't you? <laughs> 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 See what you think's going to happen on the No, but do you know something? Honestly, it sounds really daft. This. No, wonder he's positive. Emotion in football when you're playing and you're that desperate and you celebrate that much and you've still got half the race to go almost, it's not a good thing. You ordinarily don't celebrate that hard. So after the Villa game, I can understand, the, the, I can understand how big a moment it was. And actually, mm. to be fair, I didn't you know, say this publicly, but I thought, that's quite a... That, it's quite desperate. What, quite was the, what was the celebrations that you saw? It, 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 I think there was a lot of celebrations at the end but of the I game. Think teams a, do that a lot. They do, they do, they do. I mean, Klopp yeah. made a big feature Everyone of it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but the emotion, the emotion is something that is a negative. It's not a positive for me in a title race, honestly. Okay. But, I, can I just say, because people sorry, might James. take it more from me than, than they do from Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think there is a danger that Arsenal gets to the running, the final ten games, but it already feels a bit like they've played half a dozen finals. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That is my only worry. 
And, and, and to be completely honest... You're right I, to be worried. I don't know if Arsenal would be here without that emotion and that connection. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't will it away. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's a consequence of not having been in this position before. Yeah. Robbie, the, I'm just looking at the, the next six games and on paper they don't look the toughest games, if you like. So you've got Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace, Leeds and Liverpool in the next six games. They're all tough. We'll be well into the running mm. by the time that happens. I mean, does that give you big confidence or does it make you a little nervous on the back of the games against away against Everton and a home to Brentford where teams you were expected to win and that's where you drop points? Yeah, um, no, the, that's a run of winnable games. Apart from, obviously, the Liverpool one <laughs> will be difficult. Um, Liverpool, uh, I know what happened against Real Madrid, but I do think they are starting to get better in the league. And, you know, we, we, they'll have a lot of players back by the time we get to that game as well. But um, the other games I look at and I say there's a lot of very winnable games there. It's a chance for us to go on a run. It really is a chance for us to go on a run. And, I, I, and that's why I thought these two games against Villa and Leicester were really significant because they're two tricky away games that... Under normal circumstances, if I look at those two games, um, Villa and Leicester, I'm like, if we get four points yeah. out of them, I'll be happy with that, you know, because that's... But <laughs> they were games that we need to get six points mm. from, and we got that. Now, I look at these games, I'm like, obviously, you can't... We saw what happened at Forest with City. Can't disrespect any of those teams, but they're winnable. They're definitely winnable, mm. and there's a chance to go on a real run here, and, you know and keep putting pressure on Man City. Because I also feel, like what you said, Gary, with the Europa League games that we're going to face, the City Champions also going to have the Champions League, which they're under a lot of pressure to win. And the FA Cup as well, they're still in. So, I, I, we just got to keep putting pressure on um, Man City. That's what I feel. So, do, nope. you think, do you think about, obviously, City are, are stuttering a bit, should we say, even after the Arsenal game, when, when City went there and, and, and won the game on, on midweek? Pep, after the game, says we haven't gone on a run once this season. Yeah, we haven't gone 10, 11, now. 12 games in the bunch, which they have done previously. They've been well, stuttering. Liverpool are out of the title race. Chelsea are out of the title race. So this season seems open for an Arsenal team. Sure, you know you're talking about that. I think we'd all agree that Manchester City have not been at the level that we've seen the last few years. Mm. Is your confidence come from the fact that Pep Guardiola's on the sideline and he's up against Mikel Arteta, who's an inexperienced manager? Pippa makes a good point. Barteta's been there with, with Guardiola. He's been in the running before, so he'll, he'll have gained a lot of experience, I think, from, from being on the bench, sitting next to Pep, and what message the players need before all these big games. Every single game you mentioned on paper looks easy, but when you're top of the league, there's, there's no easy games. Gary, you know better than anyone. There's no easy games. Everyone wants to knock you off your perch, but I don't know. I just feel if Man City can get it together, which it doesn't seem they can, they have a brilliant result against Arsenal, then go to Nottingham Forest a few days later, and, and the chances they created, it nearly seemed it was too easy. Oh, we'll get a goal in a minute, we'll get a goal in a minute, and, and it didn't materialise. And again, the door's open now for, for Arsenal, but if City can get it together with Pep Guardiola and these players, it, it, I, I still think, I have to agree with Gary, I still think they can win the league, I really do. Stephen Boovey, just want to bring you in now. I mean, how worried are you about just Manchester City's performances and form right now in terms of winning the title or even the Champions League? To be honest, I'm actually switched a little bit from like three, four weeks ago, the last time we talked. You said, you said they couldn't win it. I felt the football that we were playing at the time, we weren't creating chances. And that's why I felt like we weren't going to win it because it looked sort of turgid at times. It was kind of, kind of dull. 
And recently, even though the Forest game was frustrating, we should have won that 4-5-0. No, you know, that was a kind of game where mm. we could have played that 270 minutes and not scored that second goal. It was just frustrating. It was one of those days. But we beat Arsenal, which was obviously absolutely huge. And then Villa and Bournemouth, they were comfortable. And the reason I'm feeling a little bit more confident is that we started creating chances again, and it looks like some players anyway are starting to find a little bit of form. Foden has been good in his last couple of games. He's been having stinkers before that, you know. Um, uh, Kyle Walker's back in the team. Bernardo Silva's back in the team. He looked like he'd been a little bit ostracised for a while, you know, because Guardiola talked about some players being unhappy and what and whatever. But to me, I feel like I'm starting to see some signs. It's not fully there yet, but of some of these players that you mentioned, Gary, before waking up a little bit. You know, they're starting to see like the transfer window's closed. This is it now. They've had a couple of performances in the Arsenal victory. Even though Arsenal were good that day and you had the majority of the ball, City three-one. You know, that's a it's a big result, and that's twice this season that we beat them. I I've started to feel a little bit more confident. I still don't think we're City of old. I don't think we are. But as you. There is still Kevin De Bruyne and Gundogan and Bernardo and, and these people do know how to win and I would not be surprised if City at this point did win. I don't think they need to win 10 games in a row. I think 6-7 could be really, really scary for we Arsenal. I think we beat Arsenal as well. I think if we, if we played Arsenal tomorrow at home, we beat them. Easy. Because I, feel, I think, I think yeah. the spine easy. Of, yeah, I do because <laughs> you came you came to Seattle in the FA Cup. It was easy. You threw the game away. It, it wasn't, wasn't that easy. That wasn't that easy. No, it wasn't. The game of the Emirates different, of course. <laughs> but the Emirates, we, we kind of knocked the ball around. We scored three goals. We bullied your centre backs. That, for me, that's, I think we're not talking about the game against Arsenal in, in April. It's a huge moment, and I, I don't see if Arsenal. Look, we're talking about Leicester City. We're talking about these results that you've had at, at Villa. You have to come to City and, and we can actually directly knock your confidence. That's a massive moment in a title race. But they know. can knock. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Keep up the title race. Yeah, but I don't think, think they beat us any... I don't think they beat us at the Etihad. I, I, I really don't. I, I back our spine. I think the spine, Ruben Diaz... De Bruyne in midfield, He's hard enough. We could, Diaz, we, could we could lose against you and possibly still I look win at your the league. I think, I think your spine's soft. Look, Partey's fantastic, but he's, <laughs> he's injury prone. That's fair. Is this a joke? I think Ramsdale's got a flap in him. I think Saliba's looks. I think his levels dropped a little bit. I think his levels what, dropped. Are you being what, serious? What's a Manchester? Your spine's nowhere near. We've been, we've been. I know you beat us, right? But we've been the best team this season. There's a difference. We've been the best team this season. Between being the best team in the league, we're in the league. Listen, you tactically, you you guys spot on that day. You know, you went very long, right? You, we saw a different type of city because mm. you were you, you were very wary of us, mm. right? In the second half, I think you're being very disrespectful. You know, I mean, we've been the best team. By I, I, I said it all season. I think even I think we're terrible. I think we're the best worst side in the league. No, we but stop saying you're terrible and no, start, we, we stop saying you're terrible all the time and recognise us at the moment. How good we've been? We're in a transitional season. The way we, oh, we, we move the ball through midfield is slow. It, it's turgid, as, as he said it. But but it reminds me of the Brendan Rodgers Liverpool season it where they, they looked incredible. Pellegrini, 
you know, Pellegrini got us over the line with just outscoring size, and it was a little bit uglier. And Boovey, you, men you mentioned something then. You said there's a difference between being the best team in the league and actually winning the league. What do you mean? I think this season, Arsenal have been the best, se uh, best team in the, in the league in how, to, in, football, in, how, in how you play. But the Premier League, we, we saw it with Alex Ferguson's sides, a lot of those sides were, were boring. They were dross. They just get 1-0, 1-0. Mourinho, for example. So, there, there is a big gap between, again, being how you look on the eye and actually getting the results at the end of the season. I think in the final eight, nine games in the, in the, in the running, I think that emotional aspect you, to Arsenal, I think you could you, get caught You've just out. been brought in here to piss everyone yeah. off, haven't you? <laughs> 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 it's like a plant. Yeah. Like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> He could be getting left out. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, though, I, 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 it's driven me crazy in these last few weeks. And obviously, the goal at Nottingham Forest, he was in that position, Bernardo Silva at left back. Is it driving City fans crazy that we're still seeing? <laughs> I don't that, think that, that tactic... any of us can tell Pep Guardiola how to manage Gary. I know, it, I know I, I've said that before, I'm embarrassed by it, but it, it does seem that it happens and it does feel, make you look vulnerable. He's, he's the kind, he literally, Arsenal's left back is Zichenko, you know, and he was in midfield and, and we, we got the most no, points in Premier League history with, with Fabian Delph at left back and you're right to an extent. It's an idea, it's an idea that I don't really think has had much time to be, it might not be the right idea, but it's definitely a new idea that, and the but football has got better. Do you, be do you believe in that idea? I think the football's got better. So even though defensively we are potentially weaker, we were already conceding goals anyway. You know, so it's almost like we're conceding a soft goal, but we were doing that. But then we're creating more chances. So the way I see it is, if City find a bit of joy in their football because they're playing it more attacking-minded, to me that is more important I, to get those players going. I think again. if you play that system away from home, they will win the league. Oh, they'll, they'll bring yeah. Ake in though, I reckon, every now and then. Ake'll so. come away from home probably. I thought we were poor. Really, I don't think the system's working at all. And, and he came out and said it. He said, oh, I'm not happy with the system. I'm not happy with this kind of, these changes I'm making. I don't think you can win a Premier League in this way. I, don't, I think Zinchenko's a different proposition to Bernardo uh, Silva. He's playing too deep. He's being asked to do too much. I think you want Nathan Ake. Look, if it's Nathan Ake left back, John Stones and Diaz at centre-back for the remainder of the season with Carl Walker where he should be at right back, not mm. a Kanji, not any other kind of mixture, not three. I don't like the three at all. No. We'll win the Premier League. I really am. And I think it's. I think it's a flip of what he's always done before. Where it was always the fullback going into midfield. Now it's the midfielder going to fullback. Yeah. You know that. That's what he's basically he's starting in midfield. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, and then trying to get to fullback. And it's been the flip. But I just want to ask you about Zinchenko, and he's, he's been a, a revelation for you this season. But I don't think Pep Guardiola and Man City. We'll ever sell a player to Arsenal ever again because the, the reason I think you sold them, and let's be totally honest, his mate was at, at Arsenal mm. and he didn't think Arsenal were a threat. You think that's fair? Yeah, of course. I think I think it's hard in modern day football. If a club comes in and wants to give what thirty five million quid, they're a massive club in London. You can't you can't say no. We had to give Leroy Sane to Bayern Munich. You can't just keep a player, you know, against his will. No, but you don't, you don't get... What I'm saying is, you be a if, if Arsenal end up winning the title, do you think the actual role of Zinchenko was being absolutely key? Yes. And also, we're talking about Man City not having a left-back. Yeah. I know Jesus is being out. Still into Chelsea. Their Chelsea was seen as a threat, definitely. Yes, no, but like, my point is, we keep talking about Manchester City's left-back problems. Yeah. And one of the standout players for Arsenal this season has been the left-back who did both for Manchester City. Yeah, I, I think that's clear. I mean, he's been massive for Arsenal and he's changed the way we play. And, you know, defensively, I think he has his moments where, yeah. you know, he leaves you a bit vulnerable. But what he gives you on the ball is, as the City fans will attest, amazing. Technically, he's just superb. What I would say in City's defence is if you've got a player, where can you sell them for that kind of money? You can't sell them outside the Premier League. Yeah. City love the narrative. So your, your options are limited in terms of where yeah. you can actually let a player go. Mm.
And they've got to balance the books. No one has up in Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry, allegedly. But I think that is important. I think the City hierarchy loved the narrative. It was the most profitable transfer window, I think, of any Premier League club ever in terms of we sold a load of players to Southampton and obviously, you know, Sterling to Chelsea for 50 million quid even. I think the club loved the narrative of, of signing these younger players and, and Do you think there's an arrogant spot for Man City in a sense that yes. we sold, obviously, Zinchenko, Sterling by the Chelsea, but I mean, just the Arsenal, Zinchenko, mm -hmm. Jesus, and we actually, the manager was at Manchester City as well, and we go, Arsenal aren't a threat. Yeah. You can have them and we'll, we'll, we'll balance but the I would, books. I wouldn't have called Arsenal a threat to Manchester City at the start of the season either, so none of us would really. Yeah. I mean, even Arsenal fans weren't expecting to win the title at the start no. of the season. No, but it, it, we all know that. No one felt what I'm saying at the start of the yeah. season, but when you look at the end of the season, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's something that Manchester oh. City will be doing in the summer. No. It's weird, because he does let players go if they want to go. It's his thing. Well, a, Jimmy's uh, right about the problem, the left-back. How, how big a problem has it been for Man City over the last well, five years? We just let Cancelo go on Monday. It's crazy. Obviously, as a fan, I want him to say, don't go. But the way they do it is they say, we'll treat you all like adults. If you want to go, as long as you bring the money, you can go. And I guess the idea, that could be frustrating in the short term, but the idea well, is Cancelo wasn't that, though. That's the, that's the bad one for me. If Mancini can bring you know, Carlos Tevez back from Argentina, the guy's playing golf, he's overweight, comes back, I think it's the first game against Norwich, wasn't it, away? Yeah. He's unplayable. And, and Cancelo, you can't sit here as a manager, however good Guardiola is, and say, there could be a moment... You know, but you can't. It's always it's the, Pep, you know. So yeah, I know, but in fact, with all due respect, Mancini lost the dressing room after one title. I love yeah. him, but mm. the second, after that year after, Pep and Ferguson did the same, man. He got rid of people. Was it Stam, Beckham, even Roy Keane eventually? But mid season, you know? it's different no, in the summer, isn't it? Johnny? But he would Pep argue that he would argue that you do it when you need to do it for the right reasons, you know. And ultimately, you but that wasn't in the plan, though. What I'm saying to you is, there's no way that was in the plan. So no, that, of course not. That was an instinctive, get out my sight type <laughs> move. That, that, that was uh, an emotional move. You must move. have sitting in the dressing room at some point with things no, like that. No, but my though. point is that was an emotional move because there's no way with the City's problems at left-back already, the boy from uh, Sevilla, uh, not Sevilla, from Spain that you saw, Gomez, Gomez, Gomez has yeah. not, not settled in. No. So my point is you only had Cancelo and Ake. You, that was not in the plan to sell Cancelo. No. And you didn't bring anybody else in. So you didn't even have anybody else to come in. United no. lost Ericsson, obviously lost Ronaldo. That is for they sure. got in yeah. Sabitza and Vegas. Not great players, let me be really clear. They're doing a really good job for the club, though. They didn't even have someone just to come in as a mate way, as a sort of stopgap. It is frustrating that, because you look around Europe and you see people like Aguero at Dortmund, who's got six months left in his contract, experienced fullback, you know, and you think, well, could he not have just given 15 million, you know, and got someone like him in for a bit? And it, that is frustrating, because I do feel like Pep, Ultimately, he does deserve the right to go. I don't want him anymore because he's Pep Guardiola. If he wants to yeah. go, but I do think when you've got a manager as good as Guardiola, bend over backwards to give him the squad that he needs, and that does get frustrating because the squad you have. <laughs> but at this point, even you admit that you should not be left without a left back, you know. And like like Gomez was a kid from Anderlecht who spent one year, and we, I'm not going to plead pity, you know, we need, need more, but I do think in that instance, we, it should, even if it's a loan signing, you know, City do have the resources to get a loan signing. Do, do you think there's something in Pep, the, the, the only one criticism I think that ever gets levelled at Pep is maybe at certain times trying to be too clever. Do you think he actually quite enjoys that problem of not having a left-back, and I'll show you how I'm going to get around <laughs> yeah. this, I put Bernardo Silva in midfield. 100%, I think he loves the idea, yeah, again, as you said, Bernardo Silva at left-back, I think it's, I think of Ferguson in his prime, I think of Mourinho at Chelsea, he puts his arm around Cancelo and, and sees the asset that he is. This, Cancelo's not a 19-year-old kid, a kind of gamble. Cancelo was arguably the best fullback in world football last year. And if, if he goes to, a, a, by the way, a Champions League rival in Bayern Munich 
and you, you aren't able to put your arm around him for six months while Arsenal are, are miles ahead of us in, in the Premier League title race, I think that's a misstep. Again, yeah. I, he was in the way of playing the team last night. It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. he's, an, he, um, he's an asset that even if you all right, let him go for a month, you, right, he goes off, he's, away, he's training with the kids, he comes back, we could use him for five, six games at the back of the Premier League. You, know, you talk about left back. Honestly, I think right back you could almost get away with a, a centre back going to right back or a midfield player going to right back. For some reason, you very rarely can get away with left back. It's mm. just a different position. I, I don't feel he can mess around with it. I do feel City for like six, seven years have almost never really yeah. tied that position down. It's, it's, it's incredible. Right, though, to be fair. So. No, no, you have. Yeah, no, but you so have. But yeah. You have. You've done well. But my point is, it's still a position that you've not tied down and really sort of nailed in that time. Maybe that's probably the reason why he did the cancel of him because. He got away with it so many times there's an element of like oh, I can do it again and it might be that it's one step too far you know yeah. and it's so interesting listening to this because Arsene Wenger Arsenal for years and years I think had the same trait as Pep where there'd be an obvious problem in his team and he wouldn't <laughs> want to solve it yeah. you know people saying you need to go and buy a defensive midfielder <laughs> and he just wouldn't do it <laughs> and on a similar level you know, last January Arsenal had a player who was really important to their team and they fell out with the manager Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang they let him go didn't bring anybody in cost them really dear at the end of the season yeah. and Arsenal this this time round have really learnt from that lesson you know they had holes in their squad in, the Jan in January and they plugged them yeah. so uh, you know they come out of the window I think looking stronger City yeah I think that Jay, 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 is a massive I mean, loss you concentrate on your own team but when you're, you're fighting with someone you're obsessed with the opposition teams you watch every game yeah. you play yeah. you're reading what the manager's saying in press conferences Boovey was just talking about basically thinking your spine's weak, thinking he'll beat you at the Etihad. Mm. What do you feel when you're actually watching Man City? Does watching Man City actually give you more confidence that you can go on and win the league and what's happening right now or the opposite? Well, the first thing I'd say is that, I, and I can't wait to see it, is that City haven't played Arsenal spine yet. They've not played an Arsenal team with Gabriel Saliba, Thomas Partey, Gabriel Jesus through the middle. That's Arsenal's best 11. And I think when we, if, we, if we see that on the field at the Etihad, I think it'll be a really interesting game. Mm -hmm. uh, when I look at City, there's definitely vulnerability there that isn't, hasn't been there previous seasons. I actually think City are in a, a, a transitional year. Yeah. There's no way, in my mind, you have a coach as good as Guardiola and a player as good as Haaland, and they don't eventually make that into a pretty devastating force. But I think there is a period of adjustment happening, and mm. it's created an opportunity. But I do think City, since that Arsenal result, to me, do look a, a little better. Like I, yeah, I do. I think that the Forest result is really misleading. That they should have smashed them. Yeah. And I think, I think they that that would have been a big win for them psychologically. They've turned a bit of a corner. But the question is going to be, like, is it too late? I mean, Arsenal have a lead. This week's massive for Arsenal. Mm. If Arsenal is win their game late? in hand, huh? Is what too late? To catch up. What? Yeah. To, to, to catch up? No, no, yeah. not to catch up, but like to exceed Arsenal. Like, said it, no, said it. I don't think it's over. Fourteen games to go. <laughs> No, to, for, 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 Arsenal, to, for, for Manchester City almost to get back to what Manchester City oh, yeah. are. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we basically watched Man City for since August till now mm. not quite be the city that mm. we're used to. Is Are they going to get there in the next sort of two, three like, months? You've not been in a title race for 20 years. I mean, there was a Labour government the last time you were winning the Premier League. It's been that long. So as a City fan, look, even anyway. last season, it goes down <laughs> to the final game. What, what we saw against Aston Villa was incredible. And, and Arsenal, I think the emotional debate is a very interesting one. Uh, when Odegaard snatched that chance at Villa Park, I thought that's mm. going to happen week in, week out now for the rest of the season. No. And it's barely February, uh, yeah, March. So 
I, we, I think it's a long we, way. We, the day after we saw Haaland snatching that chances, yeah. and that's what that's what cost you the game at Forest, and that's what I'm saying. That's, that's pressure as well. That's pressure as well. It's pressure. It's when he starts, he has to put that pressure on. We're all worried to criticise Pep Guardiola. Was to hunt Arsenal down? Of course, it's pressure. Yeah, we're all worried about criticising Pep Guardiola. You just said it. You might to question Pep Guardiola, but I look back now. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson accepted quite a few of his mistakes that he made, but obviously after he retired, mm. you know, he said selling Yapstan was a big mistake and it cost us for two years. You know, I think we're living in a mistake here where City haven't got a left back and they're playing Bernardo Silva there in, in odd games. For me, that is a mistake. That is a mistake that he has obviously contributed towards. I'm not with selling. He's right, by the way. No, no, but right I, I feel, I feel a bit embarrassed criticising yeah. Klopp or Guardiola, but the fact of the matter is, even Sir Alex Ferguson in his 20-year career where he won 13 titles and he got 99.9% .9 of decisions right, he still came out at the end of his career and talked about the Barcelona Cup final at Wembley. He talked about the Yap Stam sale and other moments where he knows he got it wrong. I think we should be quite confident in saying that what we're watching at the moment is a, is a team that lack a balance down that left-hand yeah. side at left-back. It's just factual, and that's why they're not getting to their standards. They're playing mm. Ake there. He struggles on the ball a little bit. He's a little bit awkward. He defends well. Bernardo Silva dips back in there, but he's a massive vulnerability when, obviously, the goal at Nottingham Forest, forget the fact they missed chances, that goal was conceded by having Bernardo Silva in that position. That was Laporte's that mistake, though. What's he that? defending Laporte. Laporte was poor, but, but it, all starts, it all starts with Bernardo running forward. All of a sudden, they're all panicking after that. Yeah. You make a first mistake, then the second mistake, and the third yeah. mistake follows through. He should, have, he should have learned his lesson from the Arsenal game, really. I mean, that was yeah. laid when there. He brought Ake on. He brought Akanji on. on yeah. The game yeah, changed. I think it was 1-0 at that point in time. They go on to win 3-1. I would have thought Pep would have taken that lesson and that would have been what he did going forward. What I mean about it in terms of is it too late is purely that there's this assumption that City are going to click and it's based on history and past and previous season. But I don't think this. Are we wrong to make that assumption? I, I agree with you, James. I, I think the, the, the Harlem factor, I'm, actually, I'm the one who's come out and said maybe he's picked the wrong club. He has scored 25, 30 mm. goals, but there's something not quite right. I think watching City and Haaland right now, and I think eventually, as you said, Guardiola as a manager, Haaland as a player, that'll just come together and be amazing. And at times it has been amazing this season, but watching City, certainly in away games, there's something not, it hasn't quite clicked for oh, me in terms said, of the team. He said as well that he gets frustrated about a lack of balls in behind for him to run onto, and he's gone publicly said that like, a few times where he's asked like Bernardo or Rodri to make the pass and they haven't done it. It's been like oh, he looks frustrated, he's doesn't he? Pass the yeah. ball to him, you know. Mm. But the only thing is he's come out publicly saying it, and Guardiola said after the last game that we need to make sure that we find him. So I think there's an admission there that we haven't quite gelled him yet. But as a fan, me hearing that makes me think hopefully they're working on it in training this week yeah. a lot, you know. So fingers crossed. The big one with Raheem Sterling, I mean. We're a slow side. We're a really yeah. slow side. With a lot of quality, narrow. We play a lot of things, you know, it, tight, tight spaces. Look at Arsenal. It's almost a, a, a replica of the, the Sane, Sterling, Jesus side that we had with Guardiola, which is one of my favourite sides I've ever seen at City. We don't have any pace. I mean, selling Raheem Sterling was the big one for me. No, Get Raheem I, I, Sterling I, I, down the byline. Right, cut it back. Sterling, not, not, not just Sterling. Jesus and Sterling were making those runs those in there all the time. The game, You've now got, got Grealish and Mahrez who stay wide, and you're, you are a bit more predictable in that sense. Yeah, 100%. And you're underestimating Arsenal. I think you, Boovy, you are underestimating <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> He's disrespectful. <laughs> He's disrespectful, you know, he Robbie. disrespectful uh, earlier, but I'm saying <laughs> I feel you're underestimating Arsenal. And I, and I get it, right? Because we've crumbled before. I understand, Famously. I understand why. Famously. You, yeah, and I understand why 
you always on it. But I know you're worried as well because you're. <laughs> you're, 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 you're <laughs> because you're you're so, you are. You've got all the quotes in the videos ready, haven't you, Robbie? Yeah, yeah, oh, Robbie. No, 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 I'll, invite, I'll invite you on here the day no, after, Robbie. Honestly, you can celebrate in this I, I, house. I, I, and I will go. Bars open. Bars open. I think you're seeing a difference with Arsenal this year. You know what I mean? And remember. We've done a lot of this with our best player this season, Jesus. He's been missing for like three months. Mm. Everyone's talking about Haaland. You know, he's been missing for three months and we've still kept it going. We've shown a lot of fight. We've shown a lot of character in that time. It's not, you know, we, we, and we haven't complained about it. We've got on mm. with it. And I feel this team has got it within them to win it. Obviously, Man City have got the experience. <laughs> Obviously, they've got the great players. And obviously, it's a massive threat. We can't afford to slip up. Yeah. It is pressure. But I don't know. I just got a feeling that this team can handle it because they've been showing character all season. It's all season. I've been hearing this year, but... That's going to be good. Well, listen, what listen. when the Let... World Cup finishes? What's going to happen then? We go on a great run. We're still up the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... They lost the city, that's it, it's over. You said it earlier, done yeah. now. Yeah. I thought you were done. No, I thought you were done. Yeah, we come back, you know what I mean? I so thought you were done. We've well, shown Robbie... show many examples of character this season. Spot on, I'm going to let you have the last word and I Thank hope you. that you prove this man on my right <laughs> bring a wrong. I would I'll like to see I'll Arsenal buy you a bottle of champagne. It. A biggest bottle of champagne ever, Robbie. Really, honestly. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end. Good shake hands about it. That's what football's about. And uh, that is the end of the, uh, the title talk between Manchester City and Arsenal. That's all we've got time for. So join us next time on the Overlap in Focus. I hope you've enjoyed our first overlap in focus at the shop bar. We've really enjoyed it. And thank you to our partners at Skybet. And I hope you can join us next time. Please subscribe. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.